we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 29th, 2019. And again, information is always breaking now, even like when I'm in the middle of a study. So this just came out and I, I don't know where this is all going to end up because he's, he's live right now, but Jones just released this emergency terrorists hit 21 states with lethal biological weapons. DHS confirms over 10,000 weaponized human care carriers have purposely been let in. It's, it's kind of a clickbait thing there, but there's truth to it from the standpoint. It says that um, Jones breaks down how the globalists are weaponizing illegal migrant flows to spread the measles outbreak throughout America, which, you know, how much of that is coming from them? I don't know how much of it's coming from the vaccinated because they become vectors once they get vaccinated of spreading that. Um, how much of a percentage each of them is, I don't know. But they both they both are to blame, I'm sure. Uh, with the Centers for Disease Control admitting that illegal migrants are the original carriers, despite the MSM demonizing anti-vaxxers as the culprits. So far in 2019, over 20 states have confirmed measles cases, which, you know, a common childhood malady that, you know, any you, you get it and then you get lifetime immunity. One death in the last 15 years that they admit to in America for measles. One death. Okay. <laughs> and it's this unbelievable, just, you know, the world's going to end because a few people have measles that they created. Okay. But we're going to get into that a little bit more. Uh, but I'm going to play just a little brief clip of, of this, one of the guys he had on his show. And um, the tidal wave of illegal immigration has now crippled America's southern border. Matt Bragg and hosts and breaks down this critical topic. And uh, I'll just play a little bit of this. The cartels escort these human waves to the border. They then seek out the border patrol who, quote unquote, apprehend them, but only temporarily because they're going to be released. Then the Department of Homeland Security puts them in vans and buses and drops them off at pickup points where Catholic and Lutheran charity organizers then pick them up to drive them to your city to release them. And the real money, and this is unbelievable, but American tax money is being spent to the tune for children of more than $50,000 a head for placement services to distribute these kids throughout America, these future dreamers. So only 50,000 per head are our hardworking tax dollars at work, yet further bankrupting the country and enriching the globalist uh, slave masters that are orchestrating all of this. So, you know, this is this is the state that, that we find ourselves in. Now I'm gonna go to part two of the report that I had ended with, revelations from insider sources re reveal how close America is to simultaneous civil war in World War III. Uh, from Dave Hodges. Before launching into part two of the series, I wanted to answer the critics who state that there is no censorship regarding our show. And it, he, basically, he goes on here to say that there's massive censorship. New Zealand used to represent like 5% of his listening audience. Now there's not one person from the country that is on his site because he can, he can, he can uh, find out demographics when he goes up to the site. Um, then he goes on to say, uh, over the past 72 hours, I have had several conversations with two high-ranking officials from Alphabet Soup agencies. The two men do not know each other, yet their stories coincide in content and timing. The mainstream media did not get it right. They never get it right. If 
it does not fit into their globalist agenda. This article expands upon the sensitive information released in part one of this series. The troops that were captured by the Mexican National Guard, now under the control of the United Nations, were not National Guard members, as previously reported in the media. They were special operations forces who were suddenly outgunned and outmaneuvered. There is not a border-related personnel that I have spoken of, regardless of agency that I have spoken with, who who does not believe that these two captured individuals were not targeted as a distinctive show of force, essentially by the Mexican government and the cartels they're working with. So they're just they're doing this to kind of start showing us, who, you know, who's boss, who is the boss here? We are. We're the cartels. We're the Mexican government. We're we have the UN behind us. We have the Chinese behind us, and we're in control. And we were going to start exerting our influence more and more and more in the coming days. And then, you know, Trump throws a big fuss over, the, oh, he's, re look at him go, he's, he's really against all of this, and then, you know, dies down and nothing becomes of it at all, you know. So, that's typical. So, uh, as, as reported in yesterday's article, it was revealed that the cartels are using sophisticated drones that can penetrate American GPS systems and actually see real-time images of Leah's law enforcement agencies the seizure of these two special operations officers is being viewed as a real-time demonstration of power the move is designed to intimidate now as far as technology the americans have equal and superior technology however as i am told the deep state agents who are often supervisors in these agencies will not budget for this advanced equipment thus leaving the american leah personnel in a highly vulnerable position all by design if this is not the case for treason against these deep state minions I do not know what would constitute such an action. We have traitors in our midst, and they are serving in supervisory roles in various alphabet soup agencies. Both agents revealed in different ways that 20 Congolese, meaning 20 people from the Conga, Congo, the Conga, yeah, they're doing the Conga in the Congo. Remember the Congo, Conga line? Anyway, uh, that 20 Congolese were at one time being detained for Ebola on the border. Okay, that was reported in the news. I reported on it. Uh, this is where we have our current massive outbreak of Ebola. Okay, so one confidential informant, previously referred to as AG, revealed that three, de three of these Congolese detainees did test positive for Ebola. It gets better. However, nobody knows where the three individuals are. <laughs> In life grand. The seemingly... They have seemingly just been released into the night and thus endangering any population group that they come in contact with. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. The DEA agent received a general memo detailing cartel activity in something this agent has never seen before. The three Ebola-positive detainees were reported missing, and the information strangely accompanied the cartel report. Somebody within the DEA wanted this information leaked because of the danger posed to the public. So not everybody's bad. It's just the takeover is just increasing every day. The satanic infiltration like leaven goes through dough. That's what we're seeing. In a seemingly unrelated article, Mike Adams posed the question on, on his website as to whether the deep state is planning a fake pandemic outbreak. This was the exact same conclusion reached by the DEA agent. I don't see what has to be fake. It could be real. I mean, they've got the biologicals they could release. Like like they said, one of these drones could do it. Before, I remember when I talked about this and like, I was going to that, oh, the Baptist church I was at, I did a presentation a long, long time ago. It was probably like 19, I don't know, about 2000. And I talked about how they can hook up a Venturi 
which is like this thing where you can fly over cities and you can dump the the biological agents like anthrax into the venturi and it will just aerosolize out into the city just like chemtrails why couldn't they just do it in chemtrails i mean they already got the planes up there and flying or they could just use one of these drones that we talked about that could that could dump it over populated areas and that'd be real people would be really dead in that case they could say well the body count is three hundred thousand, and you talk about people panicking you know so there's a lot of ways they can do it now whereas like when i reported on it back then it was like you know it was a different environment i had no idea how bad it was going to get i mean if i could bring that version of myself to this day and just sit down with him for like one day i mean i i, I would my mind would be just blown because i i in my own mind back then couldn't understand how it could get much worse and that was 2000 and here we are in 2019 and it's just <laughs> it's just gonzo level insanity that we're dealing with here uh I have, I have previously covered the existence of HHS and the United Nations plan, Health and Human Services, United Nations plans for fake medical quarantine camps, FEMA camps. Um, they're they're not going to be fake though. They're going to they're they're going to do it under the guise of medical quarantine, probably because you're not vaccinated. I think that's why he means fake. In these camps arising from an Obama executive order, none of the 17 participating agencies have anything to do with medical intervention on any level. They are FEMA camps. And given that, that fact, the United Nations has taken over training of the Mexican National Guard, we should presume that all of these events are related and that the Mexicans will serve as the camp guards as per FM 39-4, which I covered last week. The details for this plot are laid out in the Common Sense article, and they give you a link to that. And I covered that last week, and it's all signs point to the UN-imposed medical martial law coming to our southern border. Okay. Uh, so, I covered that last week, if you want to know. So, conclusion. Since I published part one of the series, my phones have blown up with confirming information from a variety of sources. I am in the process of fact-checking, and there will be a part three as well, and that's that where there i don't know that might come out you know today tomorrow the next day i don't know but i'll probably have to try to include that in an upcoming study or at least get it out in my newsletter part one was also also attracted the attention of steve quayle we spoke briefly yesterday and decided to set two hours apart two hours for an interview this coming sunday which is today as we will compare notes on these critical issues connected to our border security so you might want to listen to that as well you can go up to just key and common sense show on um youtube i'm really surprised they're letting him still broadcast but uh you know i don't know if they feel like at this point you know we we're so far along in the in the thing we're just going to let a lot of this information out because it's a kabbalistic principle to warn your enemies of what they're going to do to you before it actually happens but uh now this is the last i believe part here before i get into the biblical study and this is going to kind of bookend all that we've just talked about and this was a email sent in to steve quayle he gets people that email him and this is a quail alert from the federal leo meaning law enforcement officer on the border the most urgent warning yet on the border invasion and the real purpose of allowing sick immigrants in my comment don't fear see the biblical remedy at the end of this report and i will go over that and I have one of a lot of biblical remedies as well. So, again, you haven't heard much so far about 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? Well, you know, all this is fear-based, every bit of it. But we're not to fear, okay? We're not to take, we're not to be full of care, careful for anything. That's hard to do, okay? And I just talked about that last week. I did this whole subject and a study on worry and fear and this type of stuff. So go and see that because I covered that subject in depth from a biblical standpoint. Because it's very, very hard. I understand it's very hard to have biblical balance when we're going over information like this and to not have that fear creep up and, and, and to get focused in on all of this stuff and then to not focus in on God. But it can be done. You can have biblical balance. And that's what I'm striving for now more than ever. <laughs> and it's harder and harder with the way this information is developing. Anyway, this is, this, this is the quail alert. This is from um, two days ago. This is what is going on. Now, this is from a law enforcement officer, federal law enforcement officer that wrote to Steve Quayle. This is what is going on. The border is being flooded by an invading army that are potential carriers of infections of deadly pathogens. This is soon to become one of the many dominoes falling into position to take away your rights and freedoms. I firmly believe, because ultimately that's the goal. I firmly believe the government will push a nationwide mandatory vaccination after one of these bioweapons is successfully loosed in our cities and towns. And see what they're doing right now is they're seeing what kind of compliance they can get with this non-issue of measles. Because if they can get enough people demonizing anti-vaxxers over the measles things, then it's only one small step when they actually launch the real pandemic um, for people to really, really, really go after the anti-vaxxers. You know, because they're going to be public enemy number one. I'm sure, even though supposedly if you get your vaccine, you're protected. So why do you care if anybody else isn't vaccinated? You know, isn't that their right to choose what is injected into their own body? No, it's not your right. You're going to kill me. Well, hold on. I thought you were, you were vaccinated. So you're protected. It doesn't matter. You're going to kill me and you need to die. You need to go to FEMA camp and die. I mean, this is the insanity we're dealing with here. This is the brain dead insanity that is sweeping the nation. I'm not talking about my listeners, but just people in general. They're just demon-infested vessels at this point that have no common sense at all. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot. You look at what the left does as a matter of the way they act and the, you know, the pro-death the, the pro crowd, the, the pro-abortion. I mean, these people are red-level insane. So going forward here, Listen, people, the hysteria about measles and flu has put many not-so-bright sheep into panic. Many in our nation willfully comply to these dangerous vaccines. Take a look at Brooklyn, New York, for example. Force vaccine or pay the fine or jail time. What about your constitutional rights? Well, in the community of Brooklyn, New York, you have known none, apparently. What about your religious exemptions? Nope, you don't have those either. If you took a quick look at the beginnings of Nazi Germany, you're going to find a lot of similarities. Now, I'm just going to I'm going to post what I just uh, sent out last night in my health newsletter. If you're not on my email list, I would highly advise you to go to contendingfortruth.com, click on the uh, on the right side, you'll see subscribe to the free newsletter. It's all free. Uh, I put out like maybe 2-3 a week max typically. Uh, and um, that'll keep you abreast of everything, my audios and my newsletters. But here here's the here's just the top reports from that newsletter that I sent out last night. First one, Trump flips on his vaccine position, says, quote, they have to get the shots. President 
Donald Trump weighs in on the measles outbreak. Trump says vaccines are important and that they must get their shots. This is straight from CNBC. Okay. Oh, but he's for, uh, he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't force vaccinate us. He's one of them, guys. He's one of them. I've been telling you this now for a while. It's getting more and more painfully obvious. Yet, how many patriots will speak out against what Trump is saying here? What is it going to take? So he's all on board. He's all on board with this, this train. Good old, the Trumpster. New York City issues fines of $1,000 to three people who refuse to be vaccinated against the measles. Next, it will be FEMA camps or jail. Well, they said they could jail you. New York courts, mandatory measles vaccine is not a violation of the Constitution. So now they decide what is righteous and what is not. They frame mischief by a law, as the Bible says. They're of their father, the devil. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what this is all about. New York City, Mayor de Blasio tells citizens, we own your bodies. We can force you to be injected with anything we want. That's essentially what he's saying. And, and then, then you have this. NBC didn't want you to catch this. NBC caught photoshopping a baby with measles. Sharon Exposed. Um, it's a video that I watched yesterday. And they, they take this stock photo of this one baby from like a CDC picture. And then they cover it with measles. And then they show it on TV and say, this is one of the babies that got measles. And it's literally a stock photo. They, they take the photo and they compare it to the, to the one online. And it's the same baby with the same person holding it. It's just that this time it's been photoshopped with measles to scare everybody because measles is so scary. One per, one death in the last 15 years. Now, how many deaths from the MMR? Oh, who knows? Who knows? MMR too. Cultured off an aborted baby and then also genetically uh, modified human albumin protein in there and all the other garbage that goes in it. Of course they want you to get that injected and give, get you nice and cursed up bring a nice big fat curse on yourself and who knows what it's doing on you on a physiological level and spiritual level of course they want that Proquads cultured off the Proquad measles one is cultured off two different aborted baby strains measles months rubella there's different versions so pick your poison so nbc didn't want you to catch this nbc caught photoshopping baby with measles Share and expose them. This is absolutely a pharmaceutical propaganda campaign from the NBC. Medical corporations working with the medical petro pharmaceutical cartel to profit from ignorance and suffering. Next report. Heads up. Why the mandatory vaccines are being forced on us all now. A really good video that it, you know goes basically restates a lot of the stuff we've talked about. Next one. Debunking the measles mania with Dr. Bob Sears. Here's an MD that will debunk the measles mania in like five minutes. Next one, common sense on measles, mazia, <laughs> measles mania, outbreak hysteria. There's another video that debunks it. Uh, and again, both combination vaccine, measles vaccines are um, MMR2 and ProQuad MMR are both made using aborted babies. Click on this link, see page seven. It's, a, it's an old study I did um, where I documented this, did a whole study on this. 
What about my second, so I'm going back to the report. What about my second amendment right that stops the government from forcing their rules, which are against the US constitution on my person or family? Well, New York has all but killed the second amendment and your ability to say no to the government. Does anyone else notice what is going on in New York and not Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, the Carolinas, Georgia, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, and the Dakotas? You get the point? Uh, because there's some states that are obviously not, this isn't happening yet, thank God. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a tri trial run for what is coming. Medical tyranny, and let me tell you what I see unfolding. When you force medical tyranny on the population, most will comply. The few who resist will, will be dealt with by the government and fined, arrested, and incarcerated. Probably sent to an encampment where all the non-vaccinated will go. Uh, does that sound too far out? Well, it gets better. Now, this is a law enforcement officer saying this, okay? Well, it gets better. Let's say a nasty virus, plague, bacteria, or bioweapons are wreaking havoc across the states. And many are getting sick and some are dying, but not really enough for the state of emergency to be cleared just yet. Just enough for the media, though, to overwhelm the screens with scenes of horrifying what-ifs and other fear-mongering stories like the baby with measles that doesn't exist. That they used that stock photo and photoshopped it. And then they bring in all the experts who try their best to scare you into the medical offices for the hopeful cure, but you don't want to go. Little Timmy next door gets sick, then Sally down the road gets sick, then all the parents of the neighborhood rush their kids to the dock for the vaccines, but they noticed you didn't go. Then the social media rumor spreading starts, ramping up. Suddenly you get that knock on the door from CPS and the local health county health officer with a police escort, of course, uh, and your own family members will then rat you out, of course. They question as to why you didn't get your child vaccinated and you're pro putting them in danger. And you say, but my children are homeschooled and our faith prohibits taking such vaccines. Or you say, I prayed about it. I prayed over my child. I didn't want the vaccine because I've researched how harmful these vaccines are to my children. They respond, oh, you're one of those Christians or whomever that wants to play the religious exemptions card. Well, here's a court order. See you in court. This is for putting your child in danger. I don't think they're going to give you a quarter. I think they're going to arrest you right then. I mean, according to what I'm seeing, that, that family in Arizona that they kicked down their door and took their kids in the middle of the night and put the parents in jail. As far as I know, they haven't got the kids back yet. I haven't seen anything to that effect. You think it won't happen? It did in Texas about four years ago. Well, let's say you decide, no, I won't do it. What do you think happens next? How many people do you think would defend their children from the government with their guns uh from taking this forced vaccine i know plenty shot in the arm shot in the head either way you end up dead steve quayle quote again this is all fear-based understand every bit it's all fear-based we're all gonna die we're gonna die tomorrow okay so i'm not i'm, I'm gonna give you the remedy at the end and I'm, and I'm gonna do a whole dedicated study on biblical things and i gave you a dedicated biblical study last week on worry and fear okay so um do you remember how bad it got when Trump was elected president? Families literally split apart and became enemies overnight. Well, what do you think happens when those same left-leaning kinfolk hear that you didn't vaccinate your kid to protect them from these dangerous diseases? They will report you to the proper authorities with a smile on their faces as if they're really helping the cause. Well, the Bible says, Jesus said, that there's going to come time when they that kill you think they're doing God's service. Okay, so it, I really believe that's the times we're moving into. Not to say God can't protect you, but biblical revelation deals with families turning on each other. Now, this is the law enforcement officer saying this. Eventually, the churches will be involved as part of the community outreach to get your kids vaccinated to the point 
to point you out in the crowd or to give the government your address. And that's when you'll find out the Christians are truly, what Christians are truly following Jesus Christ. Most of the churches in the country, and I want to say at least 60% of them, will turn on their own flocks and believe they're doing the right thing. Well, they're already in bed with the government. Why wouldn't they? With their 501c3 tax exemption that gives them the right to exist, even though none of that's biblical at all. Research the 501c3 churches who agreed to help the government during the time of crisis. These are the same churches that speak of everything except for repentance and hellfire. This is this law enforcement officer talking about this. Now, I've already addressed this issue at length. Here's my teaching. Um, it's going to be on, I don't know, roughly page 12 to 13 of the, um, in the PDF for uh, April 29th, 2019. The dedicated study I did on this is feds train 501c3 clergy to quell dissent during martial law. Part one, two, and three. I give you the links to all those, or you can just key in clergy or 501c3 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I'm going to read you the, uh, the the description of this study. During the reign of Adolf Hitler, three prominent Protestant theologians were dramatically successful in convincing German Protestants to cooperate with Hitler in his genocide of 18 million devalued people. The devalued people, though, in this case, are going to be mostly the unvaccinated i'm sure and um anybody that is conservative pro-life white in particular i'm just telling you that's who they've targeted um anybody pro-constitution pro-second amendment these are going to be the ones that are really targeted because remember they can come in under the guise of you're not vaccinated but you just might be second amendment and you're in their database and it's time to round up the red list this is the excuse they come under because they could just say to your neighbors well we took them away because they, they refused to vaccinate. When you even, let's say you even got vaccinated, which I would never, ever advise. But I'm just saying. So they convinced German Protestants to cooperate with Hitler in his genocide of 18 million devalued people. The Illuminati here in America is using the same tactic and will most likely assuredly get the same cooperative response from the 501c3 corporate churches who were given their very right to exist via the government and the IRS, who are not versed properly in the true meaning of Romans 13 uh, to know when they're being deceived, which they use Romans 13 to say, oh, obey the government whenever it says. It doesn't matter if they tell you to go against what the Bible says or kill people or be rats and narcs doesn't matter obey the government yeah okay yeah because that's what the bible says no it doesn't say that it says when they're a force for good you obey the government okay when they're not a force for good you do what the bible says now i've done a whole teaching on that just key in romans 13 keyword search box contending for truth.com we get into all that anyway um most likely much of the reason genuine christians will be turned into authorities is because church leaders unquestionably submissive to the government will turn them in if you're a genuine Christian pastor, pastor, are you prepared for officers of the Homeland Security to enter your sanctuary, to sit down on your front row dressed in intimidated official clothing, and listen to your sermon and your announcements? Are you prepared to have them arrest you after the service for not adhering to official government guidelines as to what you can and cannot say? Pastors need to remember the era in which we are living and not succumb to the temporary political and religious pressure from your Illuminist government but keep their minds focused on the eternal. Proverbs 25, 26 says, a righteous, man falleth, a righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. That's the, that's the whole essence of 501c3. 
Let me read that again. Proverbs 25, 26. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. That is the norm in the churches across America. It's what this whole, a big reason this whole ministry exists. I, I have a whole PDF called Satan's Master Plan to Destroy the Church. I give you the link here. Okay. And it goes into this whole 501c3 issue. A ton of information. You have to understand, when I put out a PDF like this, this is, this is information that I've been gathering for years. Years and years and years. It's not just like I Johnny come lately. I, this is what I put together in the last week. Many times, it's what I've put together in the last two decades. So I give you that. It's a very extensive PDF if you want to know more about the corruption of the 501c3 church. And then there's another one I did called Disturbing 501c3 Corporate Church Report, part one through four. This was on February 15, 2009. The first one I did was all the way back in August 26, 2007. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you a brief excerpt from that description the worldwide church of god has refused to divulge how many of its pastors are now on the fema payroll after a member expressed concerns about religious leaders being used to condition their congregation to accept the declaration of martial law this would be how many of its pastors are on the clergy response team and you can key that in too um this is one of the reports i talk about it but if you want to know more about that just key in clergy response and you'll see all the studies where i've talked about it they're all yoked up with that this is this is like 501c3 on steroids now you're really yoked up with the government you're in league with them you're a spy for them you're gathering information on your congregation for the government when they pull the trigger and martial law is declared this is i mean it's just unbelievable in May of 2006, a story first broke and has since been confirmed the shocking news that FEMA was training pastors and other religious representatives to become secret police enforcers who teach their congregations to obey the government in preparation for a declaration of martial law, property and firearm seizures, and forced relocation and forced vaccination. Because they'll be used, the churches will be used as a hub and center for that. Force vaccinate you and then put you on the trains and go to your concentration camp. The KSLA news report confirmed that clergy response teams are being trained by the federal government to quell dissent and pacify citizens to obey the government in the event of a declaration of martial law. And that's just a little bit of what I get into in this four-part study. Now I'm going back to the original report from the law enforcement officer writing, and he says, my friends, what's coming from our southern borders is not just the tired, the poor, and the hungry wretches looking for a better life, some of them are, but not all. Some of these people are weaponized carriers of the plague or worse. I mean, we just talked about the three Congolese that tested positive for Ebola and were released into the dark of night. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, good stuff, just good stuff. I heard a nasty rumor at work. San Antonio, Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas, and Austin will have over have holdover facilities created to house all of these illegal alien invaders. Still just a rumor. But it's not the first time I've heard this. That's already happening. That's well known. And it wouldn't be the first time it's ever happened. Obama relocated thousands of migrant children a few years ago into the north, northeast of the U.S. I know. I worked the gig. They were well-placed in government-owned warehouses and old colleges that were empty. I know my guys 
I know because my guys guarded these places. So he's well aware of this. So what am I getting at here? Well, the DHS says 100,000 immigrants will cross into our nation this month alone. You see, the leftists want you to see these people as innocent and harmless, good people wanting a better life. Many of them want that. Many of them want that. However, they're not mentioning the thousands of gang members. But it doesn't matter. They're still here legally. So I don't really care if they want that or not. They're still here illegally. They still have no legal right to be here. But, however, they're not mentioning the thousands of gangs member, gang members, murderers, rapists, narcotic, narcotics dealers, cartel hitmen, child sex slaves, women, children sold into slavery, terrorists, and just your everyday previously multiply deported criminals who drink and drive and slam into, into cars, killing families and loved ones, or who shoot guns indiscriminately into a crowd or have violent criminal records and to boot the majority of these people carry diseases that rival military bioweapons however this is also a magnificent time to move said criminals gang members and terrorists into our country because they will be needed later and remember trump knows nothing about any of this port directors on the border have disclosed to me how many of their staff have become sick or that or have been quarantined or have quarantined an illegal who have had diseases that the cdc had no clue of or how to treat them they've got diseases coming over the border guys that they don't they're like, i don't know what this is let's just release them he's good let him spread his love you know Sp spread that disease everywhere so how many of these people have made their way across the border enough to be effective at their goal which is in part spread disease cause mischief and commit crimes kill american citizens and live freely off the government the southwest border and below to our neighboring countries are like a petri dish for wildfire like diseases viruses and bacteria they are a walking plague and the left wants you to let them in and live amongst you and go to school with your children and serve you dinner while the elites sit at their fancy houses with their tall walls and iron gates only the blood of Jesus Christ and constant prayer over your loved ones will protect you when this starts. Now, I agree. But that doesn't mean that we don't take precautionary measures. Tactical discretion should be used from now on. In reference to vaccinations, I would rather people not tell the truth about being vaccinated over taking the shot and then and dying anyways. If you look back at history, most people die from disease due to poor hygiene, unsanitary living conditions, along with having compromised immune systems. Here's what I'm seeing coming. Medical tyranny, which leads to violence in the households, which flows onto the streets, which brings about red flag gun confiscation laws, which is what this is really all about anyway. They've already got it going now in um, Colorado and uh, elsewhere. There's other places that it's going on, which all it takes is a neighbor saying, I think my neighbor has a gun and I think he's crazy. And then they come and take all your guns. And you, you don't have any right to represent yourself or defend yourself. That's what a red flag gun conference. And it's already enacted in Colorado. Now, there's a lot of sheriffs that are saying they won't do it. And that's why they got to get rid of those sheriffs. So it's going on elsewhere as well. Um, the government and their ilk who secretly run the country know that Americans are naturally rebellious and love their guns and freedoms. But they also know how overly cautious and manipulatable the parents are when it comes to their kids' health. Americans willfully get vaccinated and never research what has been injected into their them or their children. Sometimes it's better safe than sorry attitude, or it's a, I would rather get a shot than get the sniffles, then get the sniffles once or twice a year, which is bound to happen anyway. This is their rationale. Um, some people make it a family event and others are just peer pressured into it. Most public schools won't allow your child to attend class or play sports without vaccine records. Just wait till the outbreak starts, a manufactured panic. 
So they will take away your rights, take away your guns, force vaccinate, take away your social media and give you a Chinese social credit score. Then you will be officially controlled. It's almost comical in a way. This is like a bad sci-fi movie. But the American people are conditioned to take orders from the government. Gone are the days when men lead their families in prayers. Boys were shown how to hunt and tend the fields. Gone are the days when women held their husbands and children accountable and made the home place worth coming home to. Now, I'm not saying, he's not saying that, I'm sure, for every single person, but in, in, in generality, in, in, in the main, yes. Gone are the days when men held government and elected leaders accountable for every word and every law. Why are these days gone? Because the plan to distract you the people with meaningless garbage has worked flawlessly. You now put your phone first in your hand when you wake up in the morning instead of praying to God and thanking him for the breath of life that you were given. America has thrown in the towel. We have become like Rome. We are complicit and fat, overwhelmed with meaningless burdens and complacent to the liberties we have willfully given up. We have willfully given up our freedoms to an overreaching, overregulating, too powerful, constantly expanding government who has made themselves into an elite class of rulers. Your senators and congressional leaders are no longer servants of their constituents. They are lords of the small towns, the barons of the countries, the kings of the cities. America, we have lost our will to fight and keep ourselves free from tyranny that we fought against in 1776 and beyond. But there still is a chance you can still ride out the storm. It starts with repentance. It starts and ends with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Food, water, medicine, guns, training, and a safe place to move to. You can still prepare for this if you still care to. God be with you all. And he's he calls himself warrior at the border. Now, I will also say, in addition to that, that here is here is one biblical remedy for what he just talked about i'm not saying it's the only i'm not saying it's all-encompassing i've covered a lot of this in a lot of the different teachings but this is one biblical remedy and it's psalm 91 and i will just say psalm 91 right now verse 1 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty so understand i've heard a lot of preachers say this over the years that the premise whereby which psalm 91 operates and where psalm 91 would operate over a christian is you dwelling in the secret place of the most high so if you're not spending time with god alone in prayer seeking god then psalm 91 doesn't really apply to you you could still be a saved christian but just kind of going through the motions and, and not really you know in much prayer never fasting you know, not really trying to repent, not really, you know, trying to do the commandments of Jesus Christ in, in order to live a righteous life. If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus said that. And so you're not really appropriating the protection of God. Now I'm going to get into this a lot more in the next part, which is the dedicated Bible teaching. Um, so he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, that's who shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. What if you're not doing that? Well, then don't, Expect to for the rest of Psalm 91 to really apply to you. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And that obviously noisome pestilence is biological agents, pandemics, things of this nature. And again, that goes beyond, that's much more important than any revived silver I could ever tell you about or vitamin C or vitamin D3 and all that other stuff that I've gotten into, which are practical things, but this is way more important. I'll be the first to admit that. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. 
Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Notice you're not to be afraid of this, the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. There's, you know, plagues and pestilences again. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, meaning, nigh meaning near thee. Okay, so this is, uh, I mean, man, this is awesome. Praise the Lord. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the, the most high, thy habitation. Now, because you've done this, according to verse 1, okay, because you've made the Lord your refuge and your habitation, there, verse 10 applies, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. So it's kind of a big reiteration of the first, you know, eight verses. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Because see, if you're a born-again Christian, you have angels around you. Some have probably one, some have more angels. It kind of depends on the Christian, the walk, and how right they are with God. I don't, I don't know exactly all the dynamics of that. But angels are real, guys. Remember, one-third fell, but two-thirds didn't. So there's more good angels than there are bad. Now, there's a lot more demons and devils out there, I think, than there are good angels. Because demons and devils are essentially disembodied Nephilim from the flood. Okay, that's what the book of Enoch gets into. You don't have to believe it at all or whatever, but it explains everything perfectly. And Jesus, even Christ even talks about it when he says an unclean spirit goeth out of a man it, and it comes back and finds the house swept clean. It takes seven more wicked than himself. Why? Because that demon once dwelt in a body. It once dealt, dwelt in a Nephilim's body prior to the flood. And then afterward, because there was a lot of other giants killed after the flood. I've done whole studies on this. Just key in um enoch the book of enoch and um i get into this i don't say it's canon of scripture but i think it's a very good expansion on genesis 6 and a commentary on that so um if you want to know more about that anyway but the bottom line is there's there's double the amount of good angels that there are bad okay so that's a good thing that's a good thing to to bear in mind so he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thy dash thy foot against a stone. I saw this thing the other day. It was so amazing. A guy that was taken to heaven, and, and you don't have to believe those types of things, but he said that one of the things, the main things he was shown was that he was taken to a gigantic room, okay, in heaven. And there were all these books, these gigantic, huge bookshelves. I would have ventured to think millions of books. And each one of them had a different name on them. And that that name was for a different, um, I'm assuming, Christian. And your whole life was written out in that book. Okay, now remember, Jesus knows the beginning from the end. The Bible says, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said that to Jeremiah. Jesus knows the beginning from the end, and he has a perfect will for us. And that is what I believe is in that book, because the Bible talks about there's the good, there's the acceptable, the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Okay? So there's all these different wills of God. The book that's written in heaven about us is probably the perfect will of God if we accomplish everything on the planet that God ever has for us. Now, you got to think about that. Why, why would that not make biblical sense, what I just said? Why would that be... What, is that heresy? How is that really heresy okay instantly god brought that psalm into my mind 
that that psalm where it talks about um books about us in heaven okay i i it had to be god because i vaguely i'm not really I, i've got so much information bombarding me and he, he said psalm 139 okay and it, it's it, there's a lot of implications about psalm 139 regarding this it, it said the lord has searched me and known me thou knowest my down city and my uprising thou understandest my thought afar off because he's it's all been written out ahead of time he understands us he created he before he formed us in the womb he knew us okay he's got a perfect plan for us and he wants us to accomplish the plan and what the guy was saying that was given this testimony was that the angels are here to help us accomplish the plan for each of our lives why why would that be heresy what i just said wouldn't that make sense what would they be here to do just document things and, and have no intervention in the, in the in the affairs of man that well that's not biblical because angels do um intervene many times so thou compass my path and my lying down are then art acquainted with all my ways so okay then it goes forward but a lot of the same theme it says um i will praise thee for i'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well my substance was not hid from thee when i was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth now i don't know whether I, i'm assuming that means that we were maybe our souls were made in abraham's bosom because before um uh when abraham's bosom was made not 100 percent sure but i know that that up until the point when jesus took captivity captive meaning he took those that were in abraham's bosom in the center of the earth out of the center of the earth there was a great gulf fixed between hell and Abraham's bosom. And that's talked about in the rich man and Lazarus, okay? That I would, I would assume that maybe we were made in what is known or was known as Abraham's bosom, okay? I don't know. I'm speculating, okay? Anyway, it says that my substance was not hid from me when I was made in secret and curiously wrought, meaning made, in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect and in thy book all my members were written in thy book all my members were written which is in continuance were fashioned when as there was none of them meaning we were created basically he just created us that's where we were really created yes life begins at conception but this is where a real creation took place somewhere curiously wrought in the center of the earth where all our members all parts about us were written. We, each one of us has a book. And the angels are here to, in order to... So the angels are trying to get us on track and in line with the word of God so that we line up with the Father's will. Because see, if we get in line with what the Bible says and the Father's will for our lives, okay, we can, we can move mountains. We can accomplish gigantically amazing things with our lives. But see, Satan's over here trying to, to, to hinder that and try to mess all that up and destroy that. If you want me to do a study on this, let, let me know. I think it's the coolest thing I've heard lately. I mean, it's, it, I read it and it just resonated. And there's biblical ways you can prove this. It's just I hadn't really ever thought about it before. Now, remember, too, in Daniel, it talks about seal up the books, O Daniel, um, until the time of the end 
you know, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. But see, the books, I believe, are being opened. A lot of the revelation we need to get through the coming end times that we haven't had access to, I believe a lot of that knowledge is coming out. Now, we got to be careful where we get the knowledge. But if you can prove it scripturally, and if it bears witness with your spirit, then it could be a real revelatory thing where you have this epiphany and it's like, whoa, whoa, that makes total sense. And the angels are here to try to help us get God's purpose for our life accomplished and protect us. And the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. There's all kind of angelic um, protections associated with the fear of the Lord. And being humble and contrite before God, because that's where the Bible says God dwells with the humble and the contrite meaning basically the same thing the, the meek the humble the contrite and meek doesn't mean weak it just means humble before god and your fellow man so a lot of this is tied together i have mentioned a lot of this in times past but um isn't that cool though we, we have like this book with our name up in heaven and it has our life written in it and the angels are here to try to bring us and the angels go up there and read the book read our book and I'm, maybe there's several, I don't know, but they read our book or books or whatever and are assigned to us as Christians to try to bring us in line with what the book in heaven says about us, which was written before the foundations of the earth because God knows the beginning from the end. It says it right here. Thine eyes did, did see my substance being yet imperfect and in, 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 in thy book all my members were written which is in continuance were fashioned. That's not the book of life. It's a different book they're referenced to. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And why did God bring that Psalm right back into my mind when I hadn't even, I, I wanted, it was like one of the things, oh, I want to look that up and then I forgot. And then as soon as I start talking about it, it comes right back into my mind. Well, anyway, um, so yeah, I could do a study on that. I, I think that'd be a really it's 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 I love it because it too it's positive. It's 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 uplifting. It's it's like it's not negative. It's so cool when you get that concept. It's like, well, yeah, wouldn't that make sense if the angels are here to to minister to man and 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 that makes sense they'd want to get us on track, doesn't it? Doesn't it make sense they'd want to get us on track for God and get us lining up with the will of God and get us lining up with the Bible? So doesn't that make sense? Why else would they be here to hinder us? You know, that doesn't make sense. Unless like we're we're doing something evil and they're trying to chastise us. God's using the angels to chastise us. That could happen. But that's for our own good too. So anyway, um, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Now, doesn't that kind of line up with what I just said though? Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Because you've done this, and I'm skipping ahead a couple he shall give his angels charge over thee. So when you, when you make the Lord your refuge and your habitation and you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, okay, which is basically like you know communing, getting alone with God, being in your prayer closet. When you do that, you're basically, God says he's going to give his angels charge over thee. They're going to be in charge of your, of your life. To keep thee in all thy ways. And I think because we have a lot of problems in our lives, because we're not doing this. Me included. Me included. 
But what if we did this and all of a sudden a lot of the problems we got start going away because now we're in line with the word of God. We're lining up with what the Bible says we need to do. And God takes care of the rest. Whereas when you try to do it under your own power and you're doing it in your own way and you're not spending time with God and you're not living the biblical tenets and principles, which I'm going to get into in the next teaching, well, of course we're going to have all kinds of issues. And I'm not saying like the apostles and people and those and people that got martyred for Christ, you know, but, you know, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. So again, implying protection thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him so we set our love upon him therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he hath known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him which implies getting your prayers answered i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation so that's it's a pretty awesome psalm, but it is it's conditional. You know, everything in the Bible is pretty much conditional, guys. I mean, to a certain extent, are you gonna live like the devil and expect God's blessings? You know, if you're living like the devil and there's no conscience of sin, well, you're not saved because the Bible says, Of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, meaning if he's your kid, he spanks you. And if you be without chastisement, you are bastards, meaning you're an illegitimate son and you're not saved. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And if you're not, if you're living any way you want and you're doing stuff and you call, you're calling yourself a Christian and you're doing all kind of really bad stuff, I'm not saying God's not long-suffering, but I'm just talking about doing bad stuff and having no conscience about it. And I'm talking like year on end. I don't mean like, you know, messing up, you know, because we all of sin comes short of the glory of God. But I'm talking more about sinning and having no conscience of sin. Well, most likely, how could you really be saved? And if that's the case, go to the True Salvation tab at contendingfortruth.com and click on that. And it'll walk you through the whole thing. So that's all I have for part two. And now we're going to start the Bible study. Well, of course, I've already started it, but we're going to officially start it in the next part. So God bless you, and we will see you in part three.